Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go? Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before. So meet my wife and co-host, Stuart Anderson. And he's my husband and co-host, Dr. David Anderson. It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So let's get started. Hello, Red Truck Marriage listeners. Welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. Hi, everybody. We have some really great content for you today. This whole podcast is about writing a love letter, or as our title says, writing the perfect love letter to your spouse that acknowledges your love for him or her and, and really speaks to your soul, encourages your spouse and who he or she is. Yeah. Do you remember the first love letter you know, you began writing back in elementary school or middle school? It went something like this, Dear Stuart, do you love me? Yes or no? Right, and it had the boxes that you had to check. <laughs> yes, it was a it was a P.S. Please check yes. Right, and fold it back and send it back up <laughs> right. the, up the row. Yes. But then you know we get older, and now we're writing letters that obviously look a little different. But you know, I'm not sure they're the perfect love letter. Mm-hmm. They're the letters that Stuart and I think of as more of. A thank you letter. Mm-hmm. They're letters that acknowledge those things that, Stuart, you do for me. Or if you were to write me the imperfect love letter, it would be the letter that tells me things that I do for you. You know, you're the best wife or you're the best husband because you're always there for me or you're a great mom or dad or maybe it's you work so hard so our family can have these things. Um, you're so sexy when you like fill in the blank yourself, right? Right, right. So these kind of, well, we don't really even call them love letters. They're more like thank you notes or in greeting cards, write those kind of things. And I have a hard time with greeting cards, like just at Valentine's Day, trying to find one for you, David. Uh, uh, many cards just talk about the tasks that you do. And and if your your love letters slash thank you notes are just listing tasks that your spouse does, it's it's um it's kind of a meta message. And mm. if it just says I love you because you do these things, then it's or, sending the wrong message. Or I love you when you do these things. Right. Uh, you know, let me tell you what a meta message is, real quick. If you don't know, the meta message is the message behind the message. So if I, for example, were to come into the house and let's say Stuart is, I don't know, she's making an omelet and I look over her shoulder and I say, hmm, why are you doing it that way? Well, the meta message is you're doing it wrong. It's the message behind the message. So what I'm hearing Stuart say right now is when we write love letters that are really thank you letters. The meta message is, I love you when you do these things. Which which could be interpreted as that 
is only when I love you. It could be. I mean, mm-hmm. it could, you could be setting your spouse up to believe, well, I have to keep doing these things to be loved. Wow. That's a great point. You know, I don't see any problem at all with writing thank you letters. Like, I love it when Stuart either verbally or writes a little note for me saying, hey, David, thank you for cutting the grass uh, yesterday afternoon. The, the grass looked great when I pulled out of the driveway this morning. Or, you know, thank you for those days that you just spent on the road speaking. It, I know that, you know, you, it means a lot to you to speak to other people, but it also provides for our family. And thank you for that. I love hearing that, but I'm not sure it's still the perfect love letter that speaks to the soul. Right. So today, that's what we want you to hear. We want you to to just uh, do a twist on not writing a thank you note, but we're gonna, we want to help you with writing the perfect love letter today. So oftentimes, people have a hard time understanding the difference between who they are versus what they do. Those tasks that we talked about. Those tasks. Right. So when love letters express or acknowledge what a person does versus who they are, then it's probably not the best love letter. So today on this podcast, we want to talk about the perfect love letter that acknowledges a person for who they are. And you may say, well, David, what would be my guideline? Like, how would I express to my spouse who they are? You know, I oftentimes will give the homework assignment uh, to someone I'm sitting in front of in my office to uh, go home and on a piece of paper, like the front page only, write down this the answer to this question. Who are you? And oftentimes people will come back and they'll give me a, and work on it really hard, by the way, but they'll come back and they'll give me a full page listing all the things that they do. They may say, well, I'm a mother. I'm a wife to so-and-so. I work as, you know, a, I don't know, a interior designer or, you know, all these different things that they do. And when they're done, I'll say, man, thank you so much for telling me about how you spend your day. But you really didn't answer my question because the question was, who are you? Not what you do. Oh, honey, I bet that is so such a hard assignment for you it to give is. people because it's what we all do. We we define ourselves by our job. You know, we're there eight or more hours a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's our life, and we're so consumed by it that it's the first thing to come out of our mouths is we define ourselves by our job. And I can see how many people have a hard time distinguishing you know, the the answer to who are we? Sure. But you know, one of the pitfalls, I think, of defining ourselves by what we do, what happens when you have a bad day at work, right? Where you, you weren't at your best, you made mistakes. And all of a sudden now, we allow that day to define who we are. Oh, it it I can tell you exactly because I have done that. 
There was a time in my life when I poured myself into my job and just let the job define me as the person. So when I had a bad day or made a mistake, I would turn it around. And in my mind, I was a bad person because of those mistakes. And I see people doing the same today and their spirits are just destroyed because they define themselves by their jobs. So perhaps in our marriage, we can be the antidote to that. Mm. Like our spouses can do that with a love letter. So you may say, David, give me some guidelines, like how direct me, you know, on how do I write down who my spouse is? Uh, and I, I think we go to the scripture. We go to the creation story. Because in Genesis, here's what it says, that God made human beings, both male and female, he made in his image. So you may ask, okay, so what is the image of God then? How do I discern that? Well, the scripture says that Jesus is the visible expression of the invisible God. So if I want to know who God is, if I want to know God's character, I would look at the person of Jesus. And we can determine that just by reading the stories of Jesus, like the Gospels. So oftentimes I'll ask people, you know, to, to make a list based on all the things you know, the stories of Christ, write down his characteristics. And oftentimes, you know, I'll get things like he's loving, he's kind, he's forgiving, he's powerful. Uh, Christ was smart. He's persevering, patient, empathetic, compassionate, like all of those are characteristics of the person of Christ. So what does that have to do with us? See, I think it has everything to do with us because the question is, who am I? Well, again, the scripture says he made us in his image. So that list that we write down about the characteristics of Christ, folks, that also describes who we are when Christ lives in us. Now, does that mean that I am always loving, like I'm perfect? No, that's a huge difference between us and God. We're not perfect. Like humanity doesn't allow for perfection. Like we're not allowed to be, we, we can't be perfect, uh, perfect. But I can tell you this, I have love in me. I am a loving person. How do I know that? Because God made me that way. He made me in his image. Am I always loving to Stuart? No, she'd be the first one to tell you that sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm a knucklehead, you know, but in me is love. And I can pull that out of me when I choose to do that because mm. God made me that way. Mm, that's good. That's good. So, you know, <laughs> I'll say this as well. Oftentimes when I present that to people, they say, David, you don't know who you're talking to. Like, that doesn't describe me. Because just yesterday, I, I didn't behave lovingly, or I wasn't a patient person or kind with my children or my spouse. You know what, folks? There's a difference between these two words, conviction and guilt or shame. All right. Actually, those are three words, but guilt and shame go in that one category. 
Conviction versus shame. See, conviction says, I did something wrong and I need to change it. I mean, the times, and everyone has had this in their marriage, when I haven't, I wasn't the person that I wanted to be. Perhaps I raised my voice to Stuart, I showed impatience, or, you know, those kinds of behaviors. And then I go upstairs and I'm sitting in my home office and thinking about the conversation I just had with Stuart. And oftentimes I, I'll feel conviction. I'll tell myself, golly, that's not the person I want to be. That's not the husband I want to be. So I feel this conviction and I say to myself, I have to change that. I need to apologize and then change my behavior. That's what conviction does. I did something wrong and I need to fix it. Whereas shame says, I am something wrong. And that's just impossible. We can never be something wrong because we are made in the image of God. That's who we are. So let's go back to the, the list of characteristics. And let me share with you one of my favorite verses, Galatians 5.22. And it says, mm-hmm. um, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives and is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, I was in a small group with a friend one time, and, and the friend said, well, why does the Holy Spirit only give me some of those and not all of those? And I think she was speaking to what you were saying. It was not realizing that she did have all of that in her. She might not exhibit it perfectly every day, but we Mm. have those characteristics in us. Yes. And I guess really what we're saying today is the perfect love letter is a love letter that acknowledges those things in our spouse. Yes. Like when we see those things in our spouse, we put that on paper and we, I don't know, let them read those words that you've written as a way to encourage them and breathe life into their soul. Listen, I don't think there is anyone better on this planet, more suited than our spouse to write that perfect letter of encouragement acknowledging that we are made in the image of God and we have those characteristics in us. Well, let me just throw this in as we're talking about love letters, because truthfully, I do a lot of love notes. They're not two or three page love letters. They might be small pieces of paper that I leave in special places. And one of my favorites is coffee pot encouragement. And I just want to yes. I want to explain this so everybody knows that we're talking about different kind of messages or, or mm-hmm. letters that you leave your your spouse. You see, I leave the house before David even wakes up most days. And so I know he's coming straight to the coffee pot when he gets out of the bed and I'll leave a note at the coffee pot on days when I want to tell him I'm so thankful for some of those loving traits and characteristics that he has, or Mm. when I want to give him some encouragement because he's forgotten about all of those special traits. So Mm. I do my little coffee pot notes, and and I even get the Sharpie out and draw some hearts. And um, that's my kind of love note. And that's what we're talking about, or just small notes or two to three page letters that you might want to write. That's where we're headed with this podcast, is that you're going to do more of those. That's a great word. I, I oftentimes will take one of those little coffee pot notes and I'll take it upstairs with me in my home office and perhaps tape it right to my monitor because I know I'm going to be looking at the computer a lot. Perhaps I'm creating a slide deck or something for a talk I'm getting ready to give. 
And it'll be a note that just says, David, I know God has made you a creative person. Use all of it today. What a great word for me like that, particularly if if I happen to be experiencing a day full of discouragement where things aren't just coming to me, you know, the way that I want them to. And then I'll glance at that note where my wife has acknowledged you're a creative person. Keep fighting the good fight. You can do this. I know you can. All right. Well, if I shared my coffee pot encouragement, I want you to talk about your pillow letters. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, and before I do that, you know, we we say this often, and hopefully if you've listened to most of our podcasts, you would know this about us already. But when we tell stories of those times we get it right, it, it's not saying, hey, look how great we are. Uh, actually, we're trying to give you examples of things that you may do, uh, perhaps put in the back of your truck so your spouse will run towards you. But speaking of pillow uh, letters, You're pretty special, right? You know, when I go out of town a lot because I, you know, I speak, and I'm not sure that I've ever missed a time when I've had to go on the road and leave Stuart for a few days, where I take the time to write a letter to her, and I'll oftentimes we'll take a, uh, use a picture that I'll insert on the letter, a picture, perhaps it's a selfie that we've taken uh, with yeah. a, maybe we've been up in the mountains or it's something. It's usually a great memory. Yeah. yeah, it's a memory. And and then I'll, I'll write a, a quick letter just simply saying, listen, I'm going to miss you. Uh, I want you to know that I love you dearly. And oftentimes I will say to her, these are the things about you that God has put in you that encourages me all the time. And then I may say, well, there's other things I may say too. But <laughs> well, I, let me tell you, he puts it between the pillows on the bed. And, and I, you know, by now I pretty much know it's going to be there. But when I get home in the afternoon and he's gone on one of these trips and I know the letter's there, I don't race to get the letter. I wait for it when <laughs> when I'm ready to go to bed. And, and it's just... It that's what it was meant to be. It was meant to be encouragement before I go to sleep. And, you know, I hope you develop something like that. Yes. And can I tell you this as well, that I, after that, like generally, I don't know, nine or 10 o'clock that night, I'm generally looking for a text from Stuart. <laughs> but you know what? It's not a love letter text. It's a thank you text. Right. She'll say, I love you, David. Thank you for my letter tonight. I appreciate that. I hope you have a great day tomorrow speaking, you know, something of that nature. But again, there's the distinction. There are those love letters that we write that acknowledges the character Mm -hmm. of our spouse, the character of Christ in them. And then there are those letters that are more thank yous for those things that you do. Listen, I can only speak for myself, and probably this goes for many, many men. I'm sure women are this way too. Stuart, you can speak to this. But listen, most of the time, us guys, we like to be acknowledged for things that we're doing. You know, it's it feels good to acknowledge that you appreciate our hard work or, you know, this effort or that effort. Uh, we like hearing that. But we also like to hear love letters that encourages us and speaks to those things 
that is who we are, it speaks to our soul. That's an important part of our friendship is just making that kind of common courtesy sure. connection. But but receiving a thanks, yes, of course, we still want that. But but when we're talking about the perfect love letter, you know, the love letter that really speaks to our souls, honey, those are the letters I put in my drawer. Those are the ones that I keep, you know, not not just the thank you notes. I got you. So I'm going to keep writing them, I promise you. And <laughs> right. also thank you letters for sure. But that won't be my love letter. All right. Um, so I guess it's time to have the call to action because Stuart always says, and I certainly agree with her, without a call to action, there is no growth. Uh, we must be intentional if we want to make true change in our lives. So yes. what are the call to actions today? Well, I guess everybody can guess what number one is. We want to encourage you to write the perfect love letter to your spouse, telling him or her the characteristics you admire most, and include examples of how you see those characteristics lived out towards others. And number two, give this letter to your spouse at the beginning of their day. Let them have time to digest it and to sit with it. And also number three, set aside an uninterrupted time where you can read your letter to him or her um, at nighttime. And, and don't forget to do that knee to knee time. Yeah, that's perfect. I'd, I love that knee to knee where you're actually facing one another and speaking that love letter, where you're reading that love letter to your spouse. Listen, consider your love letters as an opportunity to breathe life into your spouse. My guess is when you think of it that way, you're going to write them more often throughout the week. Yes. Yeah, so in the meantime, be sure to drive the red truck in your marriage today. Bye for now. 